listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you on this first Monday of February. Hope you had a great weekend as we ask the question, how the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. How are you on this fine Monday morning? Somebody got a good night's sleep. That was oomph. That was damn near charisma right there with that how the heck are you, David? Well, I got a good four hours. Whatever you got, it was it brought oomph to the show. I'm fired up. I love it. Operating on a little bit of adrenaline. It feels like a Tuesday morning after Monday night football. Oh, that's right. You were in Jersey last night by way of Orlando. Right, little little Springsteen show with uh, uh, me and about uh, eighteen to twenty thousand people down by the shore. Yes, outstanding. Yep, two hours and forty minutes. By the way, he's seventy three years old. He played two hours and forty minutes with no break. Boy, he's slacking as an old guy. He really is. He's starting to slow down. There's Made no by question about it. Giving you about 20 minutes less than he used to when he was in his 30s. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so Pete. Oh, man. I don't think it's a question of he's going to go on tour. I think it's a question of whether or not he's going to get the guys to go with him. I mean, Max Weinberg's like, are, are we done soon? I have been pounding these drums all night. Can I, like, you know, take a rest, please? But that is the one good thing. It's... Mark, certain bands do not adhere to load management. No, Springsteen's never been about load management. The E Street no. Band never been about load management. You are you are correct no. in that one. Boy, no, you certain. and I were in different musical worlds last night because I did something I haven't done, and I'm not joking, probably 20 years. I watched the majority of the Grammys last night. Wow, how'd that go? I thought it was good. If I'm on an island here and I'm alone, that's all right. I don't care. I thought the performances were good. The The hip-hop anniversary thing they did was spectacular. So nice. I, you know, I, now come on. I watched some of it this morning when I got up because those things go really late, and I don't have the staying power that you do, David. I, I need my beauty rest. But um, Is that what we're calling it? No, I just it's, uh, that's all that right. came out at 6 a.m. in the morning, you. David. That's all okay. that was able to fly out of my mouth this time. Uh, here's a question, because when you get in the 50s, like we are, these award shows oftentimes make you feel even older, all right? Did you succumb to that at all, or were you actually feeling as if, you know, I still got it? No, I haven't had it in a long, long time, so I gave up on that a long time ago, but I was impressed with myself that I knew far more of the pop artists than I thought I did, because you a lot of the time, well, you know that song, I'm like, no. David, I and I'm someone who I didn't listen to pop radio when I was a teenager. I, I've right, been listening. I, I listened to rock from the time I was a little kid. I listened right. to the, the classic rock stations all my life. So I never was a pop guy. So the fact that I actually knew some of the pop artists, I was like, I'll be damned. That's another one I know. Besides, they put Madonna out to introduce one of the songs of the year, and she looks so out of it that it makes everybody else feel young. Um, obviously I didn't watch a second, all right, but I did read so that apparently Beyonce showed up 
like fashionably late. Missed an award that set the record for the most Grammys ever won by a performer, and she wasn't there to get it because, well, L.A. and traffic. So, right. I thought she missed the tying one, but was there for the one. Yes, I'm sorry. She, she was, the she, record. she was there. She the missed way. the tying one, was there for the broken one. But yeah, it was it's Beyonce. She could show up and she could do whatever she wants. No, no. Oh, please, please. Uh, the, you know, Queen Bay there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, let's face it. On nights like last night, he's just along for the ride. All right. And his resume is pretty good. But 32 Grammys, by the way. I mean, damn. The goat. That's a lot. And she's just barely turned 40, right? She's like 40. I mean, she's going to do this for a little while. 32 Grammys. That's a lot of Grammys. There are a lot of Grammys. That's the one thing I realized. <laughs> yes. When they're announcing that she had won three before the awards ever started to get her within one. Okay. Right. That's a right. good start. Good pregame for you. All right, cool. So you did the Grammys. Okay, you're current. All right. I'm living, you know, somewhere between, you know, 1975 and, uh, you know, 2002. I would have rather been in your seat. (laughs) Okay. There's no doubt. I don't know if I would have wanted to pay for your seat because... Probably not. These tickets are getting pricier and pricier to see an artist. And it's one of those that... With me, if I've seen the artist and they're doing this tour again, I'm hard-pressed to spend that kind of cash to see them again. Well, I mean, this might be, and maybe this is the focus of the poll question. That was number seven for me. Now, granted, he's been going at this a little while. But that was number seven for me. And the reason that I was so compelled to go, first off, I hadn't seen him in nearly 15 years. And secondly, kind of thinking this is it. I mean, it's tough to count on another tour when the lead singer's 73. This is true. So, you know, he even did a song last night called Last Man Standing, in which he said... Uh, and it's about the guy who gave him his first start in a band. He was 15 years old, and this guy showed up at the house, and he was dating Bruce's sister. And his sister said, hey, you know my brother. You're, you know, your band. He plays a pretty mean guitar. You know, you sure you don't want to give him a look? And so Bruce ended up playing in that band for two and a half years which apparently was named after a shampoo. And that was his first band. And so the guy passed away eight years ago and Bruce saw him on his deathbed and they had stayed in touch all these years. And it turns out that of the you know group of guys, Bruce was the last man standing. And that was eight years ago. So, you know, that's... I mean, I felt very nostalgic last night. I don't know what you felt watching the Grammys. I felt very nostalgic at the show last night, at times even slightly emotional. I mostly just felt old watching the Grammys. Very, very old. Very unhip, very uncool. Can't you translate that to nostalgic? No. Oh, no. 
Oh no, no. Oh, okay. I, the the whole thing of what people say when you watch that, you you can't help it. You know, I'm 53 years old. No, 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 no. Young people, young music, a lot of music I hadn't really don't know at all. I was surprised how much I knew. So I was, but I was. There was a couple of things they were doing that I wanted to see. They honored Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder. And Smokey did a song, and Stevie Wonder and Chris Stapleton did a song and did Higher Ground and killed it. And to watch the audience respond of all ages to see two iconic artists doing that, that stuff's cool to me. And like I said, the hip-hop thing they did going through 50 years of hip-hop in about 8, 10 minutes was spectacular. What I loved was how Seth Everett said he was feeling on Twitter. He said, watching the Grammys doesn't make me feel old. It makes me feel like I'm on another planet. (laughs) I can't wait to see what he meant by that. Well, we'll have to wait until Wednesday. <laughs> but I, I do love when the live performances live up to the potential. And apparently, you know, and I'm not a fan, but, you know, apparently Harry Styles knocked it out of the park last night. Killed that, it. it. Just about everybody who performed brought their A game. Lizzo killed it. I mean, they, they were great. They were great performances. Mary J. Blige Good. killed it. That That's, I'm with you. That, that's the whole part of that. And, when you get great live performances and you see the crowd react. And the other part of it is, you know, you talked about Jay-Z being there along for the ride last night. Not uh-huh. in the way Ben Affleck was. <laughs> J-Lo was a presenter and Ben Affleck looked like he, like someone said he'd rather be at Duncan. And there was no doubt. <laughs> he made me feel young. Well, I have to admit, the whole beard thing is not a good look for him. Okay, dude, lose it. I mean, you know, your wife is very young looking. Okay, you should not be trying to look as old and raggedy as possible. You don't think JLo likes the macho look? I trust I, me. She's the one that she's it? the one that told him to wear it that way. He does what she tells him to do. <laughs> it's called marriage, Felipe. Third time's a charm. And you know what? That's another I mean, and his resume is very impressive. I mean, it really is. You know, we can poke fun at him, you know, personally and otherwise. He's been a bit of a train wreck, and goodness knows he's made a couple of bad movies. But his resume is very impressive. And then when you're with her, okay, yeah, you just kind of seem as if you're the driver. And he's got an Oscar, for goodness sake. (laughs) Well, that was that was my you know initial poll question today, and it's because I did watch the Grammys. Would you rather have a Grammy, an Oscar, or an Emmy? Oh, look at you! That's a great. Look mm. at you! Wow, you could only have one. Which right. one would you want? Look at that. So, an Oscar, obviously, movies. All right, an Emmy, television. All right, Grammy, music. Hmm. I'm posting that. I think for a lot of people, it'll come down to Oscar or Grammy. I think so, too. Although I will say, I always wanted, when I was in local television, I always wanted one of those uh, Emmys. Do you put the reel in every year? I don't even know that I was ever nominated. That That's not true. They I you... covered some breaking news from time to time in my career. And as... We've seen, Mark, sports guys are actually really good at breaking news. Why? They stick to the facts. They just get right to it because that's what sports is. So 
I know I got um, I got nominated one time. I do have CBS won best televised sports event of the year. I think it was six years ago for Army Navy. So I do have an Emmy award winning plaque. It's it's here on the desk somewhere. It's a plaque that you have, an Emmy. Right. You have it's an not, Emmy. It's, well, I have a plaque that says I was part of an Emmy award-winning broadcast. But you don't it's know where not, the plaque is. Uh, somewhere around here. Right next to that Miller and Moulton sign, still to get up on the wall in the David Moulton studio. I know it made the move. I remember packing it. <sighs> Let me look for it during the break. <laughs> Miller and Moulton. Unpacking after... 15 years together, still trying to find that missing box right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. First Monday in February. Hope you had a great weekend. So what was it like, no football this weekend, huh? Or did you watch? Huh? That was something different. The Pro Bowl. A series of skill competitions, Mark, and then three separate flag football games. In other words, they've become NHL All-Star Weekend. Yeah, that went on too. Yes. The All-Star Games have all jumped the shark. They have. I took to Twitter because, you know, I didn't watch any sports yesterday. And so uh, as the, I am out at a restaurant before the concert as the Pro Bowl is going on. And you know me, Mark, I get outside my home area code. You know, what do I do? R&D. Start asking people. Just walking up to people at the bar. Hey, you watching this? What do you think? David's the actor in the progressive insurance commercial in the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Once he's on the road, he feels that anyone wants a conversation initiated with them. And and if they die, so what? You get told off, it's on the road. I don't know you. You don't know me. I mean, how bad can it be? Besides, we're out and about. We're in public. I mean, you know, you go out to a restaurant. You're expecting you're going to mingle. Plus, not only that, I was, you know, Mark, I wasn't eating. It was a formal restaurant. But I wasn't eating in the formal part of it. Where did I go? I went, went to the, the bar. bar section. Right. Of course. Right. Had a little booth off to the side. You know, Buddy and I were just doing our thing. And so I was asking people and I was looking at Twitter and just, it was interesting, the reaction to the new Pro Bowl. And some people actually thought it was much more fun, much better than the Pro Bowls they've been watching. I saw people that said, you know what, this is something I'd sit down with my family and watch. Okay. This was fun and that it appealed to a younger audience which, you know, we just got done talking about the Grammys. What do you and I know about a younger audience? Not a damn thing. We can recognize one when we see it, when we feel out of place. Exactly. I mean, you know, I felt 
I don't know about young, but I thought kind of like I was, you know, the middle age. No, actually, I, I felt ever so slightly young last night at the concert that I was at. And I'm 57. So that gives you an idea. You know, I felt like maybe I was the. Bruce. Right. You know, just. So the I, then again, there were those that just said, wow. So this will be the last Pro Bowl, right? We can finally put this thing to bed. This thing is just awful. And there were a couple of people who participated in Pro Bowl weekend who said that it was a pile of blank. Literally, that's what they said. But then again, here's what's interesting. I did not know this, Mark, is that the reason we have the format that we have is that the league actually talked to the players. And the players were like, don't play a game. We're not interested in helmets and shoulder pads at the end of the year. We're we're tired and we're, everything hurts. All right. Uh, do not want to get hit again. Well, they still did. Anyone else? Well, right. They <laughs> still did. Jalen Ramsey made sure to lay out Tyree Kill. <laughs> wondering whether or not that goes back. Does that go back to college? Is that something that took place, you know, uh, Jags Chiefs, Rams Chiefs? What, what, what are we missing there? That wasn't this year, right? That wasn't Rams Dolphins. They didn't play. No. What the heck? Oh, he laid him out pretty good, though. Yes, he did. At the goal line, preventing the score. And controversy at the end that had Peyton up in arms. Apparently so. Right. Oh, you know, you and I once also, we can't understand. We're only children. We don't understand about all the younger brother winning. You know, what that does to a family dynamic. I, I don't know. So, but that's what they did. That's what they did. And we'll see, because, Mark, let's be honest. What does it all depend on? The rating. Thank you. If anybody watched this, it'll happen again. Yeah. So, that's what it's all about. I believe last year's Pro Bowl did around six million, six to seven. So. And they had enough of it on TV over the weekend. It was hard not to find. Between the game and the skills and everything going on, there was a lot of Pro Bowl television going on over the weekend. Well, apparently it lasted like four days. I mean, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, whew. So, but yes, uh, this was kind of the made-for-TV weekend, wasn't it? Pro Bowl, NHL All-Star weekend, and NASCAR with the Clash. And you watched. I watched five laps of the clash. I I watched Ross Chastain's a local guy from Southwest Florida. I'm like, did he make the race? I think he did. What's his car look like? And then it looks like they're going in slow motion around that short, short track. And I was like, this does nothing for me. During those five laps, was there a caution? Because apparently they couldn't go more than like eight minutes without a caution. Well, I did see Ross wreck somebody or at least spin somebody. So he's up to his, it doesn't matter where it's at. Ross is going to run into somebody. Although, and obviously I didn't see it, but I mean, you have to give him a little bit of a pass. First off, they got 27, 28 cars racing inside the LA Coliseum. No, there's going to be a lot of action. I know it, but I just literally, when I turn it on, the guy I watched hit somebody and I started laughing. I'm like, well, there's, there's our boy Ross spinning somebody again. That a boy. 
I mean, you know, what's what's tighter quarters? Rush hour on the 405 or the clash inside the LA Coliseum? I mean, damn. But yes, I mean, I, I did not take in an all-star game over the weekend and I watched a decent amount of sports. I watched a little college hoop over the weekend. I watched a just a wee bit of the clash I mentioned, but I ended up watching a bunch of Pebble last night because they had primetime golf for me, David. Oh, I know, which, you know, for you golf nerds. Pebble at night? Nothing, nothing better than West Coast golf. Nothing better. And I will say, there's like three names in this whole tournament, and one of them's atop the leaderboard. Don't know if that made anybody watch, all right, because, you know, he's he's not quite a has-been, but, you know, he can see it from where he is. But Justin Rose will try to finish it up today and get his first win in over four years. And that did keep my eyes on it a little longer because there wasn't much else on the leaderboard, David. And it is going to be – it makes me really realize what this year of golf is going to be like with the Live Golf Tour, the PGA Tour, and their elevated events, when there is not an elevated event, there is not going to be much of a field in these events. It's just not. Like this, like this coming weekend, they've got the Waste Management Open, but that's the Phoenix event, and it is a jam-packed field. All the big names are in Phoenix. And it should be ridiculous crowds, one, because it normally is, but two, how about Phoenix hosting – one of the bigger regular season PGA Tour events and the Super Bowl at the same time. That'll play. What a week for Phoenix. Hey, you going to the Super Bowl? Hell no. I'm going to get drunk and go to, what's it, 16? Right. 15 or 16, whatever the par three is. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just going to party there for the weekend. Me and about 50,000 of my friends, we're going to heckle, you know, a bunch of threesomes that come through. <laughs> and, and most of the guys hate it, which makes it even better. <laughs> they tell you what, Mark, Ben Affleck's look on his face last night or the guys who want no part of that par three at Phoenix, which look on the face is worse. You described what all those PGA guys look like on that hole. Ben Affleck at the Grammys. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Mark Deeks, who covers the NBA, will join us in an hour. Joe Theismann to join us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. David Dwork, who covers the Florida Panthers. They begin the second half, although it's way past the halfway point of the hockey season. But you, you know how once you have an all-star break, they go, well, you know, the second half. So the Panthers, who are out of the playoffs, host the Lightning tonight. We're very much in the playoffs. Panthers need to win. We'll talk to David Dwork about All-Star Weekend and the Panthers and what have you coming up a couple hours from now. 
But right now, it's time to get caught up to date on what you may have missed over the weekend. Time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. It looked good on paper. NFC wins the Pro Bowl 35-33. Of course, the Pro Bowl is now a series of skill competitions and three separate flag football games. But, hey, some people loved it. Some people think it's the worst thing ever put on television. So, what'd you think? Did you watch? Let us know. 21,000. Text us. Miles Garrett did dislocate his toe in the game. It's an injury that bears watching. All right. Deion Sanders' career was essentially ended by a toe injury. Jack Lambert's career was ended by a dislocated toe. All right. That's an injury that just is worth watching. That's all I'm saying. Derek Carr is now allowed, Mark, to talk to other teams. Wow. At least they're giving him a lot of time to do this. Of course, the funny thing is, is that Carr's not motivated to help the Raiders. I mean, Carr could talk to the teams and be negotiating his own deal, and the team could be saying, well, why do I have to give up draft picks for you? Just chill out. I'll sign you in a little more than a week. What do you say? I'll give you the same contract you got now. I'll give you your $40 million guarantee. Don't worry about it. Um, member on Friday... We said that uh, Joe Mixon had been charged with uh, menacing, alleged to have pointed a gun at a woman. The day before, oh, by the way, they flew to Buffalo to beat the Bills in the playoffs. And I read a couple of lines from his attorney who said, you know, this is a mistake because this charge is going to go away. And this is making my client look bad and my client never should have been charged. Well, Mark, the attorney was right. About 36 hours later, the charge went away. So it certainly gives Joe Mixon a bad name. But, you know, no harm, no foul, I guess. I guess. No idea idea what went on or didn't go on. Yeah, I don't know how you can get charged with pointing a gun at someone and then apparently, I mean, unless she's just a bold-faced liar. Uh, Unless he, right. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, some coordinator news. Cowboys named Brian Schottenheimer their offensive coordinator. That's a, a title thing, right? Because Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays. Meanwhile, Carolina named Ajiro Avero their defensive coordinator. He was D.C. last year in Denver. He interviewed for a few jobs, obviously didn't get any head coaching jobs. And so, uh, he's joining Frank Reich in uh, Carolina. Both the Eagles and Chiefs have arrived in Phoenix, Mark. Get ready for Super Bowl 57. Philly is a two or two and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. College football. Let me tell you, Mario's got some work he's got to do. He's got to fill both coordinators. His, his offensive coordinator, all right, he fired him last week. Well, his defense coordinator just got up and went to Alabama. Kevin Steele is now the new DC for Nick Saban. That's after Friday night, Saturday, Tommy Reese left Notre Dame. He'd been there 10 years between as a player and a coach. Look, we'll poach your players and then we'll poach your coaches. If we want someone right. from the transfer portal, we're going to get them. 
If we want your coach, we're going to get him because we can overpay. We're Alabama. Exactly. You guys keep making all the damn rules you want. NIL, transfer portal, you know, just set whatever salary scale you want for coaches. Just let us know what the rules are, okay? And then we'll decide who we want. And that's just from your roster. Never mind the roster next year's. NBA. Ah, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Felipe, if the Miami Heat had traded for Kyrie Irving, what would your reaction have been? I would have been pissed because the Heat, or Brooklyn, wanted three things. Tyler Hero, Bam, or Jimmy. That's a no, that's a no, and that's a no. Well, obviously. Okay, but I'm just saying if they had worked out a deal... They say it was they ended up settling for less. Kyle Lowry, a couple future first round picks. I would have been, been I would have been sizing for my ring, you know. Oh, so you would have been Ford if they'd have got it without giving up oh. one of the big three. Okay. Oh yeah. That, that's a championship contending team if they get Kyrie Irving and keep that See, core. That's why I wanted to ask that question, because Kyrie Irving, I mean, Mark, does anybody love a diva wide receiver more than me? Nope. I wouldn't have anything to do with Kyrie Irving, okay? Well, it's, uh, the first thing I asked Felipe, I said, because, you know, he and I have had a constant battle about Luka. Correct. Every morning. And I just looked at him. I said, are they the favorites in the West now? He got his Robin. You, can you get, I mean, at this point, you can't get a better Robin than what they gave him. It has to put them in the conversation for being the beasts of the West now, right? I mean, look, for people who are wondering if he can play with Luka, Kyrie won a ring with LeBron. Kyrie Irving requested a trade and within 48 hours got it. Yesterday being sent to Dallas. Now he's a free agent at the end of the year. Mavs have not yet signed him to a long-term extension. That's the reason apparently he requested the trade. He and the Nets have been quietly negotiating and apparently the Nets wanted too much of the money in a future deal tied to actually playing those rat blankety blanks they actually want the guy to have to play to earn his money what an organization they have in brooklyn which is why felipe i'm a little surprised you would have been okay with him in miami he plays when he wants to he would have actually played in miami you think so? Oh, yeah. So he'd have changed everything. The heat culture, he'd immediately say, get there, and the heat right. culture would have taken over. I think Remember, it's I think it's why the heat wanted nothing to do with him because I think I think Riley knew deep down, doesn't matter what happens, this guy is his own animal. He's gonna do whatever the hell he wants to do, beats to his own drum, whatever cliche you want to throw in there, but he Maybe. But I, I just don't think he fit the heat. I'm I'm happy for the heat they didn't get him because I think it would have blown things up. Maybe. But he can hoop. Yes, he can. Yep. Yes, he can. Uh, Dallas, by the way, gave up two players. Dorian Finney-Smith, probably their best defensive player, and Spencer Dinwiddie, their third leading scorer. Dinwiddie, by the way, going to Brooklyn, where he was a fan favorite and had played really well there previously. Also, three draft picks go from Dallas to the Nets. An unprotected first-rounder in 2029. So if five, six years from now the Mavs suck... Well, the Nets will get the lottery pick. Five, six years from now, Dallas is really good. Eh, the Nets will get a pick that won't mean much. And a couple second rounders thrown in. 
Uh, Markeith Morris goes from Brooklyn to Dallas. So 3 o'clock Thursday is the NBA trade deadline. Man, I love a trade deadline. I really do. Absolutely love it. Get well, now that this and... one's done, start watching Toronto to see if they unload. That's the team everybody's looking at. Too. I know. They won last night, too. Hey. So you, you, you can't have that, Mark. No, I know. You can't, you can't have the last two games before the trade deadline, and you're thinking about blowing the team up, and you go out and win. Just quick question for you, David, and Felipe, for that matter. The Mavs have played 54 games thus far this season. All right, two-thirds of the way through. Right. How many of the remaining games does Kyrie play? So of the 28 remaining games, how many does he play? Oh, 20 and a half is the over-under. Now there's a question. 20 and a half is the over-under. Will he miss more than a quarter of the remaining games? I think I'm going to take the under, and it'll be close, but I'll take the I under. I think it depends on whether or not he signs a contract extension with the Mavs. If he doesn't, he's highly motivated to play. By the way, I don't think he will re-sign with the Mavs. So, I think he's going to LA. So this is a I rental. Think, I think he's reuniting with LeBron or or he's going to join Paul George and Kawhi uh, in LA. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Steph Curry's hurt again. Lower left leg injury uh guarding someone late saturday against dallas ironically and uh he's out for at least two and a half weeks through the all-star break earliest he will return is february 23rd oh boy and golden yeah. state's in the play-in right now i mean i know you can turn yourself from a play-in to a three seed pretty quickly right because that's how tight everything is in the west but you can go from a play-in to out of the playoffs just as quickly as well Magic win in Charlotte last night, in part because uh, Charlotte went one for nine from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. Magic won by six. The Knicks beat the Sixers. What the? At home, too, where they don't beat anybody. 108-97. Cleveland beat or Indiana by 20. Toronto edged Memphis 106-103. What the heck's going on there? By the way, Denver had four of their five starters out last night in Minnesota. How about paying for that ticket? Uh, T-Rules won by 30. Yet, New Orleans had three of their starters out, and they beat Sacramento by 32. So, who the heck knows in the NBA? NHL All-Star break. It came and went in sunrise. Florida Panthers' Matthew Kachuk won the MVP. You know, they... They did some goofy stuff for the skills competition. They did. They did, and you had Ovechkin and Crosby teaming up together. I mean, what's the world coming to, right? Cats and dogs, please. Uh, Lightning at Panthers, 7 o'clock tonight. Can we get some angst? Can we get some animosity? Can we get some checking in a regular season game? That's what I'm looking for. Can we get some checking? I say yes. They don't like each other. I know it's February, though, David. I know. They don't like each other. Not much of a checking month. And uh, the Islanders signed that Horvat guy to an eight-year huge money deal. College basketball, a couple of games of note. Remember when Temple went into Houston and knocked off the Cougars when they were number one in the country? Yeah, well, Houston's number three right now. They beat Temple by 16 last night in Philly. Uh, women's action, South Carolina, UConn. South Carolina stayed unbeaten. They won by four. Miami, a winner. Florida, a loser. We talked about it earlier. Golf, final round at Pebble Beach. 
Uh, suspended, Justin Rose has a two-shot lead. He's got nine holes to play. He's got a two-shot lead over three other golfers. If you want to know why it was suspended, well, in a three-hour span yesterday at Pebble, they had wind, rain, hail, and sun. And that Aaron, wasn't even why most of the delays came. They were from Saturday. Uh, Aaron Rodgers won the Pro-Am. Now, it was shortened by a round. They only played three rounds. I wonder if they'll go to that format going forward, by the way. Because the pros hate the amateurs around. I'm wondering if to get more pros to play, will they shorten the Pro-Am? But Aaron Rodgers, okay, won the Pro-Am. A 10 handicap mark. He said he hadn't touched his club since training camp. Okay, yet the team shot 26 under, and the pro he played with missed the cut. Hmm? He's a sandbagger. He is a ringer. Sandbagger. Yes. You call Josh him a Allen. ringer, I call him a sandbagger. Josh Allen finished four back. Trevor Immelman called him out on it. Nance tried to back. <laughs> Nance tried, literally. He said, they had 27 shots better than his handicap or whatever it was. And Immelman flat out says, we might need to adjust the handicap. And Nance was like, well, he's usually shot around that. And I mean, he defended it. No, he's a sandbagger. <laughs> uh, the Clash, no, it was not a concert. It was an auto race at the L.A. Coliseum. 27 cars, very short track. You're not going to believe it. They had a ton of wrecks, 12 cautions, and 150 laps. Martin Truex Jr., your winner, Ross Chastain, was eighth. And finally, Mark, for those of us of a certain age, the Dodgers announced over the weekend they're going to retire. Fernando Valenzuela's number 34. Fernando Mania, for those of you unaware of why he's relevant. Look it up. It was a thing. Pitched into a World Series, won a rookie of the year, Cy Young, threw a no-hitter. It was a pretty big deal. And that, Mark, was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. What? That's all I got. That's it. I recap the whole weekend. You want more? You want more? How much more do I have to do, for goodness sakes?